to this. You know what? And in the ring with Dan and Benny, hey, brother, man, hey, he's about the most cat. I just love him to death. I love you. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're the best. I'm telling you, brother, in the ring with Dan and Benny. Yeah. We love you. Thank Woo. you so much, Dan. Oh, yeah. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Dan Spashano, joined, as always, by the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. Benny, how you doing, buddy? Dan, I'd like to be saying that I was doing great, but I'm, I'm really, really stressed out. About a month ago, I started a diet and training program, strict diet and strict training program, and it, it's starting to mess with my head. Like this morning at work, I was sitting down, and somebody walked by me and said, Hey, Benny, there's some Cubans in the fridge. I said, Cubans? Tell them to stay the hell away from my yogurt. And they said, no, Cuban sandwiches, you idiot. So then, then I had a, the rest of the day was a challenge to stay away from the Cubans. <laughs> it, it ain't easy giving up food and hookers at the same time, let me tell you. Oh, man. I, I feel like there's uh, <clears throat> feel like there's more, more to be said there, but let's leave, it, uh, let's leave it at that. Family show, Benny. Fair enough. You know, before we got to recording, we were, we were sharing a couple laughs, talking about some of the uh, – uh, fun road stories and, and various things. And we always like to get the unique perspectives on things, and especially the growing industry and the changing industry. And we've got a lot of that today, the unique perspectives of a growing and changing industry. Benny, why don't you tell everybody who we got on the phone with us tonight? Yeah, this is going to be fun, I think. Um, this gentleman is the promoter, of, and this is a really, really nice uh, territory. Uh, it's called EPW, based out of Boonville, Mississippi. So we are pleased to welcome Neil Taylor. Mr. Taylor, welcome to Dan and Benny in the Ring. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Uh, I hope everything is uh, hope everything's well. It's great. Good well, except for me and, and then the diet and the hookers, but otherwise everything's great. <laughs> Uh, well, there's uh, anytime you mention diet, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't get you don't get a you don't get a body like this turning down food. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I totally understand. I'm proud we're uh, I'm proud we're doing audio and not video. <laughs> well, I should I should have warned you before we went to record uh, when I said we start with our intro that it always starts with Benny telling such a. Uh, side splitting. At least, he, at least this time he wasn't threatening to learn the kazoo. So, hey, wait, hang on. Uh, can't find it. Oh no, I got him here. <laughs> well, Neil, I, I appreciate your, your coming on the show. Um, a lot of good stuff out there. I, we want to get started. The the default question. It's our standard opening question. Everyone has such a unique perspective on it. We always love asking it. Uh, when did the wrestling bug first bite you? And uh, kind of a flip to that as well is when did you turn to from I'm a fan to wrestling is what I'm going to do? Well, um, the wrestling bug bit me. I, I, I guess I've never really thought about how old I was. I think I was probably somewhere around seven or eight, I think. And yes, I'm fixing to date myself. But uh, it was right after WrestleMania five, I believe, and I, it was Sunday mornings. And uh, most people, especially if you followed WWF um, in the in the late eighties, remembers All American Wrestling that came on Sunday mornings on USA. USA, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> yeah. So right before that, uh, He Man came on, and I, I like watching He Man. That's what I wanted to see. So I'd watch He-Man, and then every once in a while, I'd kind of notice wrestling would come on, and I just wasn't really interested in it. And just so happens, one Sunday morning, I left it on and got to watching it a little bit, and it was right after WrestleMania five because they were talking about uh, they were talking about Hulk Hogan beating uh, beating Randy Savage, and uh, that I mean that's WrestleMania five, and we're about to have WrestleMania forty. Is it that next year? I think so. I've been uh, I've been watching wrestling for all these years, um, and despite what most people here in this area 
Um, most people around this area always grew up on Memphis wrestling, traditional Memphis wrestling with Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and such. And they would kind of watch that. And then they would grow into NWA and then WWF. Well, I actually went backwards. I started with WWF and then I learned about NWA, which was turning into WCW and then, uh, watched, um, didn't get to watch a Memphis wrestling, which was toward the end of the glory run of Memphis wrestling. But, uh, but, uh, I've been watching it all these years and, and just captivated by, you know, what I saw and, and how these larger than life characters can, um, I'm not, I don't like, I don't like saying manipulate because that's such a terrible word, but can, uh, 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 demand such, um, responses from people's reactions. It's, it's, uh, it, it, that's, that has always been so, so, um, um, interesting to me how, how that does that. It's always captivated me how, how that can, that can happen, but, um, and then, I mean, I guess the, just a, the normal progression of you watch wrestling most of all your life and then, Hey, I think I'd, I think I'd like to do that. And then, um, you know, before you know it, I'm 15 years old and I'm in a wrestling school out in the middle of nowhere with a building that's about falling in and having the time of my life learning how to wrestle. Well, let me ask you, obviously, Benny mentioned at the top of the hour, and we're going to get a lot into it. Um, you know, you, you talked uh, your time as a promoter and other things. Were were there any stops along the way, as it were, uh, as wrestler, booker, like from when you, you talked about being in the dilapidated school to really hit the ground running in the business? Was there any any stops along the way, or was it a pretty straightforward path? It was pretty straightforward. Um, going to going to uh, going to wrestling school while I was still in uh, literally still in high school uh, was a little was a little bit of a challenge at times. And then of course uh, uh, my folks are you know they're they're trying to be supportive, but they're like you know this you know we got we got to prioritize what's important first. But um, but you know other than that, I just. Um, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to do and I'm, um, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit of a hard head when it comes to, uh, when I become determined to do something. So, um, I, I knew that I was going to do it somehow, some way it was just kind of, um, uh, you know, trying to, trying to figure out how to navigate that, um, at the time. And then, like I said, still, uh, still going to still being in high school. How did, how did it come about with EPW? Um, well, I had, uh, and of course, um, I know we're, we're talking a little more about the, the promoting stuff, but you know, I, I wrestled myself for probably 20 uh, or somewhere around 20 years and, um, EPW that, uh, the show has probably been in, uh, in Boonville in the same location for somewhere around 15 years, as best we can guess. Uh, it's been there for a long time. And then, you know, as I was, um, as I was performing and entertaining myself, but, you know, every now and then I would have a stopover and I would, you know, I would be booked to work for EPW. So I've always known of it. And if you're in, if you're within earshot of North Mississippi, you've heard of EPW just because of the longevity of the show. It's been there for so long. So, so the, uh, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. So when you look at EPW's, website and your your big social media presence the tagline mississippi's longest running wrestling program is is not that's not advertising uh that's legit that yeah that that is that is 100 percent legit um it's uh, yeah that's that's not a tagline it's it, it's a i mean that is that is true to life it is mississippi's longest running weekly wrestling show that's awesome it has. It's been there, uh, man. It's been there for, like I said, we. Uh, it's been through several different promoters' hands, um, and uh, I've I've reached out to some folks just to try to try to find a specific date of when it when it was as EP it became EPW because 
at one point it was it was called something else but i'm not sure i can't remember what that was but we were trying we've been trying to pinpoint a date and a year but as far as we can we can been able to to go back uh, is somewhere around the 15 year mark so it's it's been there a long time and you've been there since 2018 Neil, as the promoter um yes uh october of 2018 um and yeah so about, about just a little over four years um and in all honesty kind of how we got to that point i uh well it's kind of a a and b it's an a and b answer um the uh a answer is i had like i said i've been wrestling for a long time and it is you know, over over time, you know, I, you always hear guys say, if you're not enjoying doing it anymore, then you don't need to do it. And I was getting to the point where I really just didn't enjoy performing anymore. And, but I still love the wrestling business. So trying to figure out how to, um, how to, how to stay in the wrestling business, but yet not actually be in the ring performing, um, uh, was kind of like, okay, you know, where do we go? But on the B side of that, uh, my normal day-to-day nine-to-five is I'm actually a uh, show buyer for a 8,000-seat arena here in North Mississippi. So I, in a sense, I've been a promoter. I've been a promoter in real life for like, you know, for my regular job, I guess you'd call it. So I, I kind of had that bug on me anyway. So it's like, okay, well, what if I was able to promote wrestling? And I've I've done some of my own shows just kind of off and on while I was still while I was still in the ring. And but you know the thought of getting to do it on a normal uh, normal circumstance was you know was intriguing to me. So um, so the opportunity arose from uh, from the previous the previous promoter at EPW to be able to take it over. And, um, that that's, that's what it did. I took over promoting there in October of 2018. And it is, uh, it has definitely been a whirlwind ever since. <laughs> Neil, if you had, this is something that's always intrigued me. Yeah. If you had to write a job description, uh, for a prom- wrestling promoter, what would that entail? I guess maybe the the easier question would be what didn't it entail because I probably like a lot shorter <laughs> discussion. But what 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 is a, a promoter? What do they, what do they have to do? Man, everything. Um, you you know it's uh, it's it's not a promoter being a promoter is not it's not a hobby. I mean, you literally live it twenty four seven. It's you know, you're constantly talking about the product. You're co- constantly inviting people there. Um, and then everything that's on the backside of that, making sure that, uh, making sure the guys are booked, making sure that your marketing is out, making sure that, um, everything down to making sure the drinks are in the concession stands and the bathrooms are clean. I mean, it, it, it entails, it honestly entails everything. And especially when you're, you know, you own a small business, it's a lot different when it's your money. So, you know, I, I've, I have been guilty of maybe micromanaging a little bit every once in a while, but, uh, but, uh, it's ever, I think everybody at least needs to promote their own show at least once. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot di- You, you see things a lot differently than you do when you are a, uh, when you're a performer. I, I'm I'm thinking of this show now. I'm dating myself. And by the way, like I saw <laughs> Super Bowl one, which, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, you know I'm thinking of the, the there was a TV show back in the day called Green Acres, uh, and yeah. there was a there was a character. Uh, I think his real name was Frank Cady, but the guy's name was Sam Drucker. So Sam Drucker ran yeah. the general store, and then he was also the postmaster, and then he was also yeah. the justice of the peace. And I'm thinking, like, I would as a wrestling promoter, you, you've got to be wearing about 15 different hats. You you do, and you're you're you've also got a little bit of Mr. Haney in there too, where you <laughs> somebody needs something, you've always got an answer. <laughs> he had everything. Hey, in that buddy, 
Yeah, exactly. Hey, buddy, you want to buy a T-shirt? Man, I don't have 20 bucks, but I, I've got five. Well, hey, let me show you this button here. You know, you, you've got a little bit of that in you, too. And, and um, it, it does, though, man. Promoting encompasses everything um, from from EPW to, uh, you know, my reg. I guess you'd call it my regular nine to five. My other job, I guess you'd I, I guess it's probably a better answer for that or a better explanation. But. Uh, I tell everybody that my whole life revolves around selling tickets and hot dogs. <laughs> and I think if I ever write a book, that's going to be the name of it. Tickets and hot dogs. Tickets and hot dogs. Yeah. Great, great title. Well, it's, it's funny because we've had a couple of uh, interviews in the past, Benny, that, that have joked about being paid in hot dogs. Hot dogs so. and a handshake, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been there myself. I, 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 I get that. Uh, I get that adage. Oh, I got... I got into podcasting a couple years ago uh, after a friend, my friend Jeff passed away. I took over his spot on an old show and he used to tell the story when he worked as a referee that he, one of the promoters that they had traveled, you know, we're in Virginia. They had traveled across state lines and, and the promoter ran out of money. So he started out hand, handing out envelopes with uh, subway coupons in them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I will say this, and I'll pride myself with EPW. We've never done that. <laughs> we've 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 never we've never been in that situation. Well, let's not uh, let's not dwell too much on money before Benny figures out me paying him in hot dogs is a bad deal. <laughs> I like food. I know that actually be a good deal. <laughs> there you go. You know. Uh, Benny shared some some clips with me, uh, really kind of catching up and and sort of watching some research, as it were, for the show. And I was wondering if you could expand one on your goal, the obviously the long term goal, uh, promoting EPW, and and the clips on YouTube. I have to say, it really has that old school territory feel. If anybody remembers Saturday morning, ten o'clock. You know, watching what wherever you could get. You mentioned Memphis. I mean, obviously they had the big Coliseum shows, but you always had this, the the venue shows and and it, very reminiscent of the early episodes of Power when they tried to to replicate that feel. So I want right. to one, I want to commend you on that, but but also I was wondering what the if you could expand on on the long term goals uh, promoting EPW. Well, uh, it just uh, I think with any promotion, it's I think the default answer is growth. Um, you know, there is so many uh, promotions now that you know they call them like super promotions or they're, they're super indies or what or what have you. Uh, you know, you've got uh, shows like MLW, you've got uh, uh, GCW, you've got you know a lot of these you know these bigger shows. Um, you know, it's, you know, I think that there is, there's room in this area for, uh, a, a larger independent show. Um, you know, I, I, I appreciate the, your comment about, you know, our show reminding you of like an old school studio show, because, um, that, that means that that was the, that was the whole idea of this. So we got our, <laughs> we, we reached our goal there. Um, because I mean, you know, my, me, myself, I was, I was, I've watched Memphis wrestling. I've always been a big Memphis wrestling fan. You won't find a bigger Jerry Lawler fan anywhere. And I always loved, uh, studio wrestling. Um, NWA power, um, was a big influence on our show. Um, just from kind of the look and the feel and work ethic and that type thing. And then, um, uh, another another uh, thing is uh, another influence on that would be world class out um, from the Sportatorium in Dallas, and I was always a big world class fan. Matter of fact, the first wrestling ring I ever got in was in the old Sportatorium in Dallas, um, and I was probably probably eight years old. But um, those ringside interviews um, that they used to do with world class is a what we do is a direct knockoff of that. It's because it, it feels so, you know, it feels so intimate. You're you're learning who these characters are, and 
and you know you get uh you know you get that uh you get that crowd noise in the background it's i, I feel like it's it's so much more personable than just doing cold interviews in a dressing room you know with a with a backdrop um but you know it, it's you know we just want to we want to grow we want to uh you know cover as much ground as we can um and you know we just uh we we want to be a major player too and we think that uh with our our brand of of entertainment being um you know some old school mixed with a lot of new school and um you know the 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 amazing dressing room that we have of performers you know i think that's i think that's something we can do i honestly think the sky's the limit for our show and uh i'm just i'm super excited about uh super excited about the future so uh, i was gonna actually you know make the comment that there's so many things that i saw when i watched the show you know especially the ringside interviews that was that was great because that that brought me back to you know back in the day. I grew up in New York, so it was Vince McMahon. Yeah. But I've you know I've seen the you know the, I mean I've, I've seen hours and hours of Memphis with uh, with Lance Russell. But uh, and I love the fact that you guys the crowd is so intimate and and they're so I mean I watch these people are they're a hundred percent into the into the show. I mean they're oh, they're yeah. not they're not going for a high spot. They're going because they, they, you know, they love a certain wrestler, or they hate a certain wrestler, or you know, like maybe a maybe a manager, or maybe maybe an announcer, like uh, yeah. Hollywood Jimmy Blaylock, who, by the way, um, I I asked him if he wanted to uh, say anything to you, and he said, tell tell, well, I won't say what he said, but he said that uh, <laughs> tell <laughs> tell Neil that he is a horrible person and producer, so. The advantage of you being live with us, or not live, but well, live right now with us tonight, yeah. is uh, that you know Hollywood fired the first shot, but you get to fire the last shot. So what what do you have to say to respond to uh, to Jimmy Blaylock? Well, I tell you what you do. As soon as we get done recording, uh, pick up the phone and you call Jimmy Blaylock over there in that big palatial estate that he lives in, which has got about three rooms in it. Uh, and you tell Jimmy Blaylock that I said that Neil Taylor said that the only way he would ever be worth anything is if they started selling people by the pound. <laughs> and I mean that with all of my being. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> we had Jimmy on the show and he, uh, he definitely, What's the what's a good word, Benny? Was a uh, a unique interview? Yeah, verbose and unique. <laughs> Man, uh, Jimmy is uh, Jimmy is. I've known Jimmy Jimmy for twenty plus years, and uh, what you guys got in that interview is ninety nine point nine percent Jimmy Blaylock. I promise you. Too bad, like, they don't have the, back in the day, they had the magazines, like, you know, win a date with Freebird, Michael Hayes. Imagine, like, winning a date with Hollywood Jimmy Blaylock. Like, wonder what that would entail. Uh, well, now, now is, that, uh, is, that the, is that the winner that wins, that, that gets the date, or the loser of the contest? I'm... <laughs> well, regardless of who wins or loses, I guarantee you a Golden Corral is going to have something to do with it. <laughs> which, will be, which will be out of business the next day, right? And, and some coupons. Man, there's those coupons again. You, sh you sure you ain't paying Jimmy in coupons? He, he wouldn't stoop to wearing a gray wig and trying to get the senior discount, would he? Like... Nah, he gets it anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you talk about making <clears throat> making friends in the business. We're, I mean, blessed, uh, lucky. I can think of a lot of words. Our, our awesome sponsor is Boogie's Wrestling Camp. Uh, the legendary you know jimmy valiant and the hall of fame museum and his crew uh now epw you guys have your own training school um you mind talking a bit about that and uh, how aspiring wrestlers can enroll and really what you're looking for in, in students man uh i can and it, it's something else that we have uh, we've come up with with our show that we're super excited about and of course 
Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, odd, uh, odd comparison, but you know, if, um, Hey, if you want to learn how to be a doctor, it's the same way we're wrestling. You got to go to school. So, um, the EPW wrestling Academy, we started that, uh, probably about, uh, uh, probably about eight months ago. And, uh, currently right now we've got, uh, we've got four full-time students, um, and uh man it's uh it's it is much fun as i ever had performing i have probably twice as much fun uh teaching people about wrestling and and um man we've got some we've got some amazing students are doing a great job um matter of fact uh one of our students debuted as a referee a couple of weeks ago uh on our television show that you guys will be seeing pretty soon um and man it's uh it's uh it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of work but it's a lot of reward and uh you can go to uh you can go to our website epwwrestlingms.com and uh there is a tab on there that says training uh and you can go on that go there and uh you can read all the information about the training uh you can fill out a uh, fill out a questionnaire and then uh, somebody will reach out to you um, but man, we're just, uh, we're looking for people that are, that are serious about, uh, that are serious about, uh, the pro wrestling business, uh, that take it serious, that, ta- that respect it. Um, of course, you know, athletic background is always, uh, awesome to have. Um, not everybody has that, but, um, you know, one thing that, um, one, one thing that you can't teach is you can't teach heart. And you can't teach uh, you can't teach initiative. So, uh, man, we're just uh, we're we're looking for anybody that uh, that respects the business, that's 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 serious about uh, getting in the pro wrestling business, and uh, all of the information is there. It's epwwrestlingms.com, and just click that tain- that training tab, and uh, it's got all the info there. That's got to be a rewarding experience for you. Like to, you know, it's almost like a deja vu moment. You see these young kids hungry to learn, which is probably you, you know, twenty years ago. And to be able for you to be able to impart your your knowledge and your wisdom to them, it's got to feel good for you. Man, it does. It's uh, it's funny. It's it's like when you when you're working with somebody, especially if they're brand new to the school, and uh, it's funny, you know. It, it, well, it almost sounds kind of corny and cliche. It's like I can almost remember learning to do that stuff my first time. And I can remember how it felt. I can remember, you know, the way the building smelled. I mean, I can, it's, it's weird. It's, it's kind of like a complete flashback. But, uh, and it's, man, it's so rewarding. I've, I've had the, I've had the, um, I've had the honor of being able to help with, uh, with a, uh, several folks training over the years. And to see uh, to see guys and girls, you know, start out and then all the way through their training and then actually have their first match, it's um, man, it's it's super rewarding to watch. And uh, like I said, you know, it, a lot of times I flash back to the first time I got in the ring or the first time I went, you know, went and trained and learned how to take bumps and learned, uh, you know, collar and elbow tie up and all that other all the other stuff that goes along with it. But uh, it is, it's super rewarding to, to see somebody that has a goal and they, they reach that goal. And I've been, um, I've been blessed to get to see that quite a few times. Do you, do you remember how it felt to take your first bump? Oh my gosh. I remember hitting that mat and just thinking there is no way I could do this two dozen times in eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. Uh, man, the next day, um, of course, with, when, when you take the first bump, you, in, especially in the beginning in training, you really, you really find out how bad you want to learn to wrestle because you take those bumps over and over and over and half the time you're going to screw up and you're going to either smack the back of your head or you're going to land on your tailbone or, or something. And man, I remember, I probably remember the day after of learning uh, my first day than I do my first day because I literally had to be helped up out of my bed. It was so bad. I felt so terrible, but I was so excited because 
I was learning how to be a pro wrestler, and that's that's what I wanted to do. Well, <clears throat> I've seen the number thrown around before about a four to five foot flat back bump, which is you know a, ty- a typical bump for an average size man. Uh, they said is the equivalent of being rear-ended in a car at 30 miles an hour. So, I mean, it's not it, – it, a lot of people, you know, you see the bumps, especially when you, you get – you talked about Memphis and you talk about like a Bill Dundee or a Jerry Lawler or somebody who can make bumping look so smooth and, and effortless. That yeah. is a lot of pain and force every time. And you said it you, – you, you're right. You're two dozen times in eight to ten minutes, that's – you wake up sore. I can understand that. Oh my gosh, man! I've everything on me has been sore at some point. I've been, um, I have literally uh, gotten up on a Sunday morning and my it, it my scalp was sore to brush my hair from something <laughs> we had done in a match. I mean, that's that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty out there for your for your hair follicles to be sore. But it is it it has happened. It has happened. It has happened to me. Jeez. It, the you, you talk about the bumps, and obviously, um, you you're very you're very available. Uh, social media, YouTube, online. You you got the shows. It, other than Benny talked about the the ringside interviews and I mentioned the old school feel it does have a lot of <clears throat> the old school territory feel of the wrestling too. It's not the flippy hundred super kicks, you know, uh, uh, flaming table spots, every other match, like you see on some of the shows today, it's just very impressive. The dominant in ring action, everyone's athletic. Uh, the moves look believable. You have a lot of talent on that roster and, like I said, wrestlers only leave their feet when it makes sense. Uh, I was wondering if you, you could kind of tell the, the listeners and expand a little bit on the main players at EPW. Oh man, uh, we uh, we're blessed with man. We're we're blessed with probably uh, one of the best dressing rooms uh, within within two hundred miles of here. Um, the guys that they put in so much work and they're they're so talented. Um, our our current EPW champion uh, Brandon Young, who is just a uh, phenomenal athlete, man. There's there's I've seen him pull off just incredible stuff in the ring. Um, uh, Trace uh, Trace Lee Hunt, who uh, uh, the our All American hero, man. He uh, which is which is legit, by the way. It's not just a gimmick. He is actually active military and, and a great guy, a phenomenal athlete, a great body. Uh, Jason Genesis, who is an incredible athlete. Um, man, uh, our women's division, uh, DDT Diana Taylor, who uh, um, has has been in a ring for ten plus years and 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 done a lot of uh, done a lot of big things. Um, Man, we just there's so many uh, the uh, the hot shots with Justin Klein, who um, I honestly have to kind of give a pe- a bit of a peek behind the curtain. I actually had a huge hand in training the hot shots, both of them, um, and they're legit brothers. But um, those guys are incredible. Um, man, just uh, we just have a plethora of talent. I could sit here and talk about them all night long, but. Um, but man, we do, we're blessed with such an awesome dressing room and, uh, and guys that, that are willing to put in the work and, um, they do, man. They just, they, they, uh, they amaze me every, every time, every time that, uh, the bell rings, um, DC Daniel Cross, who is another one that I had a hand in, uh, in training, um, is a, is a awesome athlete, even, uh, um, man, I'm just trying to trying to think right off the top of my head. Just man, we have a we just have a great dressing room. Um, every, each and every guy and girl that's in our dressing room are just you know they're phenomenal. They're there for a reason. They've been handpicked to be there. Um, and we do, man. We just we have a we have a phenomenal roster of talent. I like the fact that I, I, I guess it was Jason Genesis. Genesis 
his manager got involved and that's something that to me like managers is is a lost art you don't really see it not that i really watch the current product product anymore but that was such an integral part of every single territory was managers i mean jimmy hart in memphis you know lou albano grand wizard freddie blassie you know and where i grew up in florida had uh uh oliver humperdinck um mm -hmm. and you've seemed to incorporate that in the promotion as well well, you know, Memphis is Memphis. This area is known for managers, like you just said. Uh, whether it be Jim Cordette or Jimmy Hart, who started here in this area, um, who's a good friend of mine, by the way. Um, oh my gosh, downtown Bruno, um, man. I mean, Memphis. The Memphis area was known for managers, and I mean, it's you know, uh, you almost have to have great managers. Um, and you know, we, we have our share on our show, uh, goddess who is Jason Genesis manager, um, and actual real life wife, uh, that they are, they are husband and wife, uh, that is legit. Um, she's a, she's an amazing manager. Um, Hollywood Jimmy, of course, who we just talked about who, you know, on most of our shows is, is behind the announce desk, but, but Jimmy is an amazing manager in his own right. Um, so I think, I think here in this area, in the Memphis area, you have to have that dynamic because it's, it's, you know, it's what it, it's kind of what the area is known for is for great managers. But, um, but, you know, I think that has to, you know, you, you kind of, you evolve with the times, but you kind of have to, uh, you kind of have to keep some of those traditions as well. But yeah, we, uh, we have a, we have a great group of managers as, as well. And, like I said, this this area has to you have to have it in this area because uh, it's it's so known for it. And you, besides the uh, the heavyweight championship, you, I think you have another uh, title or two. Yeah, we have uh, of course the EPW Championship. We have uh, the EPW Heritage Championship, um, and then uh, our EPW Tag Team Titles uh, that's currently held by the Crow by the Crowleys. And man, those. Uh, those two guys are an exceptional. Uh, uh, they're they're an interesting group. They're a unique group. I'll steal your word. They're a unique uh, duo at that. But uh, but yeah. So we have we have three championships: the EPW Championship, the EPW Heritage Championship, and then uh, our EPW Tag Team Titles. You know we're we're recording this. It's November fifteenth. Uh, you have a show coming up this weekend, November nineteenth. You were talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, you were talking about talent. Uh, the poster for your show has a really scary looking female with the the tagline, it's not over. Who is that terrifying character? And, and what's the story behind the it's not over tagline for your upcoming show? Well, with, without, without uh, putting uh, too many spoilers out there, I guess. Um, that is actually the undead bride, Sue Young from impact wrestling, um, who is another person that started in this area. Sue Young okay. started here probably 10 years ago and, uh, hasn't been back to this area, even, uh, through her stint with NXT and then, uh, currently her being with impact hasn't been back to this area. So, um, the, it's not over, uh, she was a part of our last television tapings as well as the Crowley's, uh, that trio absolutely wreaked havoc at our last, uh, our last set of TV tapings. And then she's going to be back with us this weekend for our next set of television tapings. So, um, man, uh, with the chaos they created the last time, there's more to come. So, uh, it's definitely not over. I've noticed, uh, Neil, that you've had quite a bit. Uh, I, I believe you've had uh, Jerry Lawler there. You've had Bill Dundee. Uh, who, who have you had like over the past couple of years as uh, guest attractions? Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, we've had uh, – so Jerry Lawler's been here, obviously. Um, uh, Jimmy Hart. Um, Hornswoggle has been, uh, has been at EPW. Probably drew the largest crowd in EPW Arena we've ever had. Uh, Billy Gunn wow. has been a part of us. Tommy Dreamer has been a part of us. Um, literally half of, <laughs> probably half of the Impact Wrestling roster has been has been through EPW. 
Uh, Sue Young, I just mentioned. Uh, Crazy Steve has been there. Um, let's see uh, who else. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, we've had Dr. Tom Pritchard uh, through EPW. Um, let's see. Uh, James Ellsworth has been with EPW. We even had Gilberg one time at EPW, <laughs> if you can believe that. And, oh, my God, we had so much fun with that. But uh, uh, Davey Richards from MLW, we actually had a MLW championship match uh, on our TV. Uh, we got it approved through Court Bauer for uh, Davey Richards to come and defend that defend his open white title against uh, uh, Jason Genesis, who won a, a Gold Rush gauntlet to be able to face uh, Davey Richards. So. Um, so yeah, Davey Richards has been there. Ace Austin's been there from impact. Um, man, just, uh, I mean, a plethora of people have been through, uh, have been through EPW and, and, uh, and they all, they all seem to love it. Uh, Tommy Dreamer said it was probably, uh, one of his favorite places to work just because it felt so old school and it felt a lot like the old ECW did. Um, back when it first started what i really like is that and i'm going back again to memphis you know if you grew up in memphis in the late 70s early 80s you got to go to the mid-south coliseum every every monday night if you if you grew up in tampa you know at the same time you got to go to uh the homer hesterly i think it was every tuesday night and you know if you're living in boonville right now you have a great place to go every saturday night I'm I'm sure the fans like you know I I have a very good friend Ann Tucker I think she's there most Saturday nights, and the way I mean she she anticipates and looks forward to that to Saturday night every week and that's that's a cool thing as a wrestling fan when you have you know you have that to look forward to every every week. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about Ann Tucker. She is on the front row in the same seat every week. Red hair. Um, <laughs> she she absolutely does. She, uh, yeah, she is. Uh, she has bought her ticket for the next week before she leaves. Uh, before she leaves uh, the night of the show, um, and man, we that's, do. That's we a have fan. A, that's a fan. Yeah, we have. We have such a dedicated fan base of, of folks that have been there, been coming forever, uh, still, and, and are still coming on Saturday nights. And uh, you know, we do. We have. Some, we have some of the most. Um, most dedicated fans ever and uh i'm just super thankful for each and every one of them um they uh you know they uh support everything we do um you know some folks that they you know in the beginning uh for instance we'll, we'll take crazy steve from impact they may uh, may not always know exactly who some of these people are so uh you know we can throw some video to, throw some video together and kind of enter and introduce them to them but uh man by the end of the show they absolutely love them every time so um but we do we have a super dedicated fan base and man um i i just I mean, we're so blessed to have them we we absolutely are i mentioned earlier you know youtube and and your presence you EPW has quite a significant social media presence as far as uh, <clears throat> online and, and posting and all. And you have a really nice website with a shop and, and it's very, I, I'm trying to think of a, of the, the a comparative site I haven't seen from, from other wrestling promotions. It's, it's really good stuff. I was wondering if you could take a bit, talk about your social media presence, uh, anything <clears throat> you want to direct eyes or ears to anything like that. Well, um, we we're we're on everything that we can physically manage. Um, just about everywhere you, uh, if you go in and search uh, EPW Wrestling MS, then you're going to pull. You're going to find us. Um, of course, our Facebook page. We've got. Uh, I think we've got a little over five thousand followers, um, and we we uh, constantly put out content there. Um, same with our Instagram, EPW wrestling MS. You can find us there. Um, our YouTube channel, which has become, you know, pretty popular. I think we've got a couple of thousand subscribers there now it's grown 
it's grown exponentially since in the last probably the last six seven eight months um which that mlw uh championship match with david richards had a lot to do with that um our twitter account which is at epw wrestling ms uh twitter is kind of a new a new thing for this area not a lot of people use it in this area so uh, but we're trying to, we're still trying to kind of get people acclimated to it. So we put, we, we, we post a lot of stuff there. And then, uh, we even have a, uh, we even have a EPW TikTok page. Um, <laughs> wow. yeah. So yeah, we're, we're, in, we're, we're into TikTok. We're trying to, we try to keep that thing updated as much as we can. It's TikTok is a lot more work than the Facebook stuff and uh, the Instagram stuff, but uh, but we uh, we even have TikTok. You know, you uh, you have to have everything to reach everybody. So uh, you know, we try to we try to incorporate uh, try to incorporate a little bit of everything, um, because uh, you know, so we're in a social media world. Um, and that's, you know, if uh, you've got to get in front of people and, and right now the way to get in front of people are, are on their cell phones. So we, uh, you know, we try to, we try to push out as much content as we can without being, I think that sometimes you can be kind of overbearing with it. Like WWE puts out so much social content. I feel like I can scroll through their Instagram and I can watch SmackDown on Friday night. <laughs> but uh I, that's almost annoying but um we do try to we too we, we try to stay out in front of everybody and um and uh of course our website epwwrestlingms.com um man we uh we have a a uh um email subscription service there we we, we send out email blast every week we offer ticket deals through our website uh, occasionally, um, you can find out about the training, our online store, um, all kinds of stuff is on that website. So, you know, we're just, uh, as the old saying goes, you know, we're just trying to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, uh, digital is, is where it's at right now. Um, you know, unfortunately the days of print are, they're not completely gone, but they are definitely on life support. So, um, you know, we, we just, we try to stay in front of everybody as much as we possibly can. Neil, I was, you know, my, my previous comment about the excitement and the anticipation of, of being able to go to a show every, every Saturday night and how great that is as a fan. But I want to flip that around a little bit. What is that? What kind of work does that create for you as a promoter to keep, you know, keep everything fresh? You know, keep the storylines fresh to get the people get the people who want to come back every Saturday night. Well, I'm gonna tell you, it's a challenge, and it's uh, it's like I said earlier. You know, it's not a it's not a part time job. It's definitely full time, and generally, um, just I I'll just give you an idea of how my week goes. So uh, we'll start with Saturday night. We have the show. So as soon as the show is over. Uh, we're already working on, of course, working on the next week's show. So Sunday, uh, Sunday, we're pushing out content from the previous night, announcing, uh, announcing, uh, uh, doing some announcements about what's going to be coming the next week. Um, Monday is usually Sunday afternoon and Monday are usually editing days for me. Uh, for our television show, for YouTube content, uh, Monday night is uh, we do a, uh, a telephone booking meeting. Uh, Tuesday, generally finishing up the show, uh, the TV show, um, and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we're just pushing out content for the week about what's coming up that Saturday night of. Uh, Friday morning, we were sending out email blast, and then um, just all in between, just constantly staying, you know, in that in that social media. Um, it's it, it's it's a lot of work. Um, generally, my day starts at about seven thirty in the morning, and usually ends somewhere somewhere between uh, twelve thirty and two in the morning. Wow! Mm. And that's just about that's almost every day. <laughs> so 
Uh, so it is. It's it's a lot of work, but you know, I I've never seen it as work because I enjoy doing it, and um, I've been blessed all the way around uh, working just in entertainment in general, whether it be wrestling or be uh, with my position with uh, with the arena. Um, I'm just I've just been blessed to to be able to help provide entertainment to people, and you know, I I love to work. I love what I do. And I'm just, I'm just blessed to be able to make a living doing it. But uh, it's a lot of work, but I, I enjoy it. Like I said, I've never really, uh, never really looked at it as work because you know I enjoy what I do. Well, as we uh, we wrap up here, and <clears throat> that's a, a final great final thought. I was hoping um, final question uh, for the evening: What does the future hold for Neil Taylor and EPW? Man, uh, the sky's the limit. Um, you know, there's, uh, I think, uh, you know, we currently, of course, have our YouTube channel. We have, uh, we actually have a, uh, a television show here on our local NBC affiliate on Sundays, which um, uh, it goes out every week at uh, 8.30 a.m. on Saturday, on Sunday mornings. And uh, it also goes up on YouTube at the same time. So make sure to join us on YouTube, click subscribe, all that stuff. And you can actually live chat with uh, some of the guys during the uh, during the show. But um, just uh, I think uh, I think that we will be making a lot more steps into um, uh, the streaming side of things. Um, you know, uh, Fight TV is not out of the question at this point. I've I've had a couple of conversations with them. Uh, we're looking into doing uh, Roku channel, uh, doing some different things, getting involved there because, you know, um, as unfortunate as it is, broadcast TV, I think, in another 15, 20 years will be pretty close to obsolete. Everything is going to streaming. So you kind of have to evolve with the times. And uh, I think we'll be, we will slowly start to migrate toward that. Um, uh, our home base has always been. Uh, EPW Arena, 1714 North 2nd Street in Boonville. But um, I think as we uh, start to grow outside of um, our TV coverage area here in North Mississippi, is we have a huge footprint here. We're actually the largest NBC affiliate in the state. Oh, wow. So uh, I think we will uh, – we, we do some travel. We we'll do some traveling now, but I think we will probably grow on that. Uh, I know we're we're looking at, at doing quite a bit of that next year. Um, just uh, man, do it everything we can to get out in front of as many people as possible. We want to make we want to entertain everybody. We want everybody to have great experiences uh, because that's what entertainment's about. It's about experience, and uh, we want everybody to have a great experience at the EPW show. And um, man, there's a uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff in the works and we're just, we're super excited about it. And just, uh, man, I, I'm, I can't wait. I'm along for the ride. <clears throat> Sounds good to me, Neil. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, any, any final words before we let you go for the evening? Um, no, just, uh, man, uh, wherever you're at, wherever you hear this, uh, support your local independent wrestling show because, Everybody that you see on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, sometimes Saturday and sometimes Sunday, all started at an independent at, at an independent show somewhere. So get out, support your independent shows. If you've got three hundred and fifty bucks to spend at WrestleMania, then you've got fifteen bucks to spend in the local independent show. Get out, check them out, help support those guys because without the independents, there is no. Uh, there is no WWE, there is no AEW, there's no NWA, there's none of those, none of those shows. So support your local independent show wherever you are, um, and just get out and enjoy it. Can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. So again, no, no, you're absolutely right. And don't forget to buy, but you know, you say the, the 15 bucks for the ticket, uh, buy a t-shirt, buy some merch, you know. Support, yes. support those guys. <clears throat> I've got I've got a closet full of uh, indie shirts, and and there's some names in there. It's it's always fun to see them 
inward, uh, outward and upward, as they say. You know, you, like you said, it's also it's also a fun narrative. You see somebody in the in the small, you said the local indie show, and then a couple years later, you know, like you, Benny asked you about names, and all of a sudden there they are on SmackDown, or there they are on <clears throat> AW, and so. I, I've 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 literally watched that with my own eyes here in this area. Uh, Marco Stunt's a prime example of that. I was on, I, I was around him when he first started. Next thing you know, he's at AEW. Uh, Blake Christian is another one who, uh, you know, had a big, had a big run at NXT. And then, uh, I think he's currently doing some stuff with, uh, with impact. So, um, so yeah, man, just get out, support those independent shows, get out and support those independent wrestlers. Cause, uh, you know, they, they all started somewhere and it's always, it's nine times out of 10, it's going to be on the independents. Absolutely. Again, Neil, thank you so much for your time. You heard him, man. Support your independence and check out EPW on YouTube and uh, online. Yes, please do. Click subscribe. <laughs> like, like, share, subscribe, and buy the T-shirt at the EPW store, right? That's it. Grab a <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Thanks, well, guys. Yeah, you have, have a great night, Neil. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. You know, it's it's funny. Here we are, 2022, talking about uh, one of the things we love about the show is how it looks nothing like wrestling in 2022. Absolutely, they have so many. I mean, old school touches to their to their show. Like I said, the referees. I love the the ringside interviews. That really that was a, a nice throwback, and you know they just do a lot of good stuff there. I mean, you look at at. Uh, he talked about you know some of the names he's dropped, be it Jimmy Hart, Jim Cornette with uh, with the bloody suit, the uh, uh, San Martino and and Br- Bruno. You know when he did the whole thing about I, I don't think I could put my hands on on Zabisco and and you know all ringside, all smaller, none of this backstage pre taped. You know guys, people standing at weird angles to watch monitors. The the other thing that I think is so important is that you, you talked about the referees is the referees and the announcers. They acted and talked about like what they were watching was real. And I don't mean, I'm not going to use the, the, the F word as, as we say in wrestling, but I mean, when, when you watch you and I've talked about it before the, the, the current product where a tag match you know, um, there, there's a tag, there's a few seconds of double team moves, you know, uh, the rock and roll or the midnight, uh, they, they do one or two things back in the corner. No, now it's a tag and you're in the ring for a couple of minutes and then everybody's in and there's no five counts. There's no ropes. I, I was just watching a match the other day and the, the wrestlers got into a four man schmoz. And then when they got back in their corners, they had switched. Like they got back into opposite corners, they started the match with. It was like you guys not only you lose track of who the legal man is, you lost track right. of where you're exactly. what corner you're supposed to be in. Like, and 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 the refs take it seriously. And when they do that, the fans can get more invested. When when you have a product that, even though nobody watching wrestling today thinks it's a real fight, thinks it's a real athletic competition, when when it when it feels that way or at least pretends that it's that way, it's so much easier to get more emotionally invested. I tell you, those, those fans on Saturday night in Boonville, to them it's real for the, for the, you know, that couple of hours. <clears throat> yeah, they're uh, half a step away from somebody in the front row swinging a purse at Jimmy, right? Yeah. I wonder if that would be my friend Ann. I'll have to ask her about that. <laughs> well, well, at least at least we're not in the, uh, we're not in the territory eras of, you know, a... Uh, uh, the, the the midnight express or or rick flair having to worry about somebody wanting to stab them and <laughs> you know i still love the uh i still love the story jim Cornette told about him and him and bobby eaton having to get a police escort because they kept the fans kept attacking their cars and at the end of the show somebody had slashed the tires on a police cruiser because they knew that was their ride home didn't didn't uh, bobby eaton i think it was him get his car actually tarred and feathered i i think it was him <laughs> he, yeah so somebody somebody messed with it and then of course uh every time you you see the uh cornet pop up from time to time for an interview he still has the dented bloody tennis racket hanging on his wall from where he had to actually 
straight, you know, zombie mob in the movie style fight a fight his way through a crowd that was actually trying to kill him. I don't think anybody in that crowd thought it was fake. <laughs> no, no, no. It's probably probably some, although uh, it's 2022 and and social media being what it is, there's probably some people online that wouldn't mind taking a swing or two at some of the wrestlers nowadays. Really. But um, now we always have fun with it. And, and Neil, I don't think he could have ended with a better thought to support your local indie talent. Um, I know we, we always talk about looking at, at wrestling storied past, but without, without the indies, there, there's not going to be a future. And, and if you want that past, that old school feeling, the indies is where you're going to find it. It's a good investment of your money. Absolutely. You know, uh, Florida, you're in Florida. We're here in Virginia. We've had a lot of, guests on and and like he said 15 20 bucks for several hours of fun good talent yeah, and most of those that? most of those venues there's not a bad seat in the house so right you it's, really develop i mean it, it, in a case like this you know it, where it's pretty much a, or a lot of the same wrestlers every saturday night you go there you you develop a bond with those wrestlers and vice versa they they develop a bond with the fans they see the same same people there every saturday night Exactly, and the fans bond, develop a bond with themselves. I've got some, some very you know close friends that I bonded with through seeing at wrestling shows and knowing wrestling, and and it's a unique perspective. It, it is. It's a really great thing. And here we are, Benny, ninety-seven, coming up on episode one hundred. Who would have thought, huh? I know, and oh. still meet me. I got my kazoo right here, but <laughs> oh, you did find it. Okay, I did find well, it. Yes, thank. thank- Thankfully, it's, you didn't you didn't find it for your yeah, intro, so it's still in the wrapper. So, <laughs> well, I uh, hope oh, you got, you got three, there, right? three three more weeks before you can crack that puppy open, right? I'm full <laughs> of surprises. <laughs> well, for the uh, BS Express himself, Benny Scala, I'm Dan Spasiano. Have a good night, everyone, and we will see you next time we're in the ring. And stay warm. <laughs>